you have arrived at your destination. Hey, Jay. Yes. What mystical animal from Hilda would you like to have? An elf. Uh, incorrect. It's deer fox. Deer fox is the correct <laughs> answer. <laughs> like in this completely subjective, it's a completely subjective question. Uh, but that's what we're talking about this week on Animation Destination. Is Hilda? Destination Podcast, an animation celebration podcast. I'm your host, resident cartridge junkie, Brendan Jones. I'm here with Jay Rice. Hello. And we're talking Hilda today. Woo. Jay, we're talking about Hilda. Um, so Hilda is a Netflix TV series uh, that premiered serendipitously uh, one year ago yesterday from oh, when we were recording this podcast. Well, that's... On September 21st, 2018. Totally on purpose. <laughs> I know. Completely on purpose that we figured this out. Uh, but uh, did a spotlight episode on this a while ago that was a shorter episode, but this is going to be a more in-depth talk about, uh, you know, the story and plots that go on through season one. Um, and we're prepping up for season two, which is due to air in early 2020. So, which has been a bit of a wait, but just a bit, yeah, <laughs> a bit of a wait for this. But I've rewatched this show like a thousand times because it's so warm and cozy and lovable and great. So uh, let's get into that. But first, our animation recommendation, which is another Netflix uh, show, technically, uh, the trailer for season two of Carmen Sandiego, which we covered a few weeks ago. Uh, dropped and yeah, it's everything that I was expecting from that. Oh, I I'm so excited for it. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, uh, you mentioned it looks a little more spy esque. Yeah, it looks a, a ways. Yeah. It looks a lot like a uh, like a James Bond type film, mm-hmm. or at least the way it, they're advertising it. Yeah, yeah. It's right down to the odd job hat throw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the dude with like an odd job. And hat, they've got a so. cool new car. Yeah, which I'm sure is just a like a throwaway thing, but right. it still looks awesome. It does. It looks like a Tron car. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we'll see, we'll see, but it looks good, looks just as good as season one, and, uh, hopefully it'll be, uh, up for renewal for another season after this, because this was, uh, all the ordered episodes, I believe, so it will oh, be, okay. be these two seasons, so hopefully they'll be, you know. I mean, considering the fan base, I guess it'll you know, escalate. We'll, we'll see, I just, like, they, they, uh, Netflix just keeps their numbers, like, so close to the chest, you never know what's doing well and what's not, but... <laughs> You know, uh, I'm still waiting on Dragon Prince season three. They've confirmed it's happening, <laughs> but they haven't said when. So, uh, so both Carmen and Dragon Prince both coming back, but I don't know when it is because they didn't even say in this trailer what date this would be coming back yet. So, mm. but just that it will be. So, usually when they drop a trailer, it's a few months out though. It's probably like uh, it'll probably be their winter season. So yeah, probably, probably. About, probably about December, like around when they release Troll Hunters and stuff like that. So. I didn't um, know Trollhunters was getting another season. Uh, it's not. It's on Three Below now, which I think Three Below is done, and they're doing Wizards, which I think is coming out. Wizards? Yes, Wizards is coming out. It was, it's uh, Tales of Arcadia Wizards, because it's Tales of Arcadia Three Below, uh, which is about the aliens. I don't know if yeah. you watched that show. Yeah, I've seen parts okay. of it, almost yeah. all of it. 
And uh, then they're doing Wizards after that, and that I think will wrap back around to Troll Hunters. So yeah, what? you remember the I don't know. Do you ever watch all tro- Troll Hunters? I watched all Troll Hunters. I uh, remember the British kid that was hitting on. Uh, uh, he was like the waiter at the at the place. He's apparently a wizard. <laughs> so, what? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he shows up like briefly in like Three Below too, and it's like I think he like casts a spell at some point. But it's like yeah, he's a wizard, so it's gonna be wizards. Uh, and then I think that ties back into the trolls. So, okay. So yeah, it's uh, it's a well, weird world. I know, right? It's like they, <laughs> they they took like a detour off into like aliens and stuff. And oh man, dude, that show Three Below like it wraps up really good. Oh, does it? Like the way, I haven't finished it yet. The way it the way it loops back around on stuff, it's like oh, it's real good. It's real good stuff, <laughs> man. Uh, mm, loved it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's a good, good show. And uh, Carmen San Diego is a good show as well. And I can't wait for season two of it. We'll be talking about that, but not today, Jay. Today, we're going to go through the news and then we're going to talk about Hilda. Yes. So now, on to the Toon News for today. And that is the giant lineup from Disney Plus. Um, <laughs> so Disney Plus has landed all of the Marvel animations, obviously, from the Fox run. Mm-hmm. So. They'll be getting X-Men, they'll be getting the Spider-Man show, they'll be getting nice. all of the Fox uh, Saturday morning cartoons that were based on Marvel properties, uh, which is pretty crazy. So they, they've got just about everything. I mean, now. As, <laughs> like, as if they needed more things to bring yeah, people over. Right. So they got X-Men 92, they got Spider-Man 94, uh, Spider-Woman from 79. I don't know if you remember that. that what? Gem. Oh, no, yeah. I didn't know Spider-Woman even had a show. Oh, yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, <laughs> uh, Spider-Man 81, which has probably one of my favorite Spider-Man theme songs of all time. Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. Well, that's the 66 one. Is it? That's the 66 one. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, I was like, uh, Spider-Man 81, the E-Rock rock version of that theme song was uh the theme song to this show actually so uh but yeah they've got a bunch of other uh bunch of other uh, uh spider-man uh uh properties and they got uh, the x-men properties and all the ones from the, the fox tv show and everything so uh it'll be cool to see yeah. that come back and everything no spectacular spider-man though which, which is, is a pure disappointment it's, it's a crime it's a crime honestly I it is should be thrown in jail for it- that it's such a good show. It is. It's like oh one of gosh. it's literally the best Spider-Man show and like nobody knows that because it got canceled after two seasons and yeah. because of the jump from uh Kids WB to Disney XD. There was a whole thing. I could do a whole I should do a whole video essay about totally how that should. about how that got completely <laughs> screwed over. Um and they had like their whole um like when Jeff Loeb and Joe Casada took over uh to do animation uh, and uh, ruined everything. Mm. Uh, I'll just say mm-hmm. that uh, they dropped Avengers Mightiest Her- Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which, which is a shame. Phenomenal show. Yeah. They, Such a good Avengers. They show. dropped that for Avengers Assemble, which is just like like mm. the most bland Avengers fluff <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> It's so lame. Um, it's not good. The animation's choppy. Yeah, the exactly. characters are dull, yeah. and I have n- the, you get no validation in watching. No, I, I'll, I'll give it to like the voice acting. That's about it. That's, yeah, about that's the only thing that I'll give it to. Um, everything else is lame. Um, uh, and then and the writing's not awful, but it's just like it the, does, it's not the, enough to care. No, yeah, the plotting is just like not there. It's just like a random thing here. It's very basic random whatever so I, w- I will admit it did they do have a couple of good one-liners yeah every now and then but unfortunately if that's all you got going for you mm-hmm. 
And like if the plot's not that great and the, the characterization's not that great. No. And they did the same thing with Spider with Ultimate Spider Man. So Ultimate Spider Man, like the first three episodes are animated beautifully. Yeah. And then it's just like it's like scaled back like almost mm. immediately. Um and it it just I don't know. It, Which the issue I have with anim- with uh, Spider Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah. Like Okay, so it's Spider-Man and his four other friends. We've got Iron right, Fist, yeah, Power yeah. Man, and uh, White Tiger. Right, yeah. And Which was weird. When they did why that. don't they just do a... Uh, oh, what is it called? Not the... Uh, uh, yeah, the Heroes for Hire. Heroes like, for Hire. Yeah, yeah, just do that. They could totally do that. Yeah, they could just do that. But they just, for some reason, decided to put them as his team on S.H.I.E.L.D. It was yeah. very weird. Very weird. It was, it was very, like... It was, like... It was the idea for Spider-Man Homecoming before Spider-Man Homecoming, honestly. Because yeah, it was like, Nick Fury's going to train Spider-Man. I don't know. It's just like, give me the give me the Ditko stories that, that Spectacular Spider-Man was throwing out. Exactly. To where, oh, it was so good. Oh, man, I loved it. So, with black suit Spider-Man fighting the Sinister Six and just oh, owning them. Like, it's the best thing that ever. Was, that was like, beautiful. Oh, my God. I, want, I wanted more of oh. that. Gosh, like the speaking of animation, the Spectacular Spider-Man is top-notch animation. It's so Have good. you done an episode so on that? I've not done one. Anime. Are you kidding me? I, I I've been wanting to do an animated Spider-Man <laughs> episode where we do all of them, uh, but I could do a whole freaking thing on Spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah, I, although I have to rewatch it again, and I don't have it anywhere because it's not streaming. I, I mean, have the whole series. There is a DVD series. Yeah. A DVD set. I need to get it, but you know, it's, it's cheap just, because no one watches it's it. True, you're right. <laughs> Nobody watches it. It's probably not even available anymore. Probably have to go in some back alley to buy it. Um, but that is the first news nugget of today is uh, Disney XD getting all, or Disney Plus, not Disney XD, Disney Plus getting all those. They're also getting Gargoyles, which Ooh. makes sense because Gargoyles yeah. was a Disney property, obviously. Thank God. But all the Disney afternoon stuff is also coming to it. Um, so, you, But they they did confirm Gargoyles. That was like the big one that everybody was kind of like, oh, they got Gargoyles? They got Gargoyles? And yes, yeah. Gargoyles is on Disney+, Plus, which is great because it's not streaming anywhere right now. Um, mm-hmm. There was a little bit of a relaunch of like fandom when this got put on Disney, uh, Disney XD before Disney XD was like a regular channel. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the upper channels that were like... Cause I remember when I first moved into here... Ten years ago, my God, where's my life gone? Uh, when I first moved into here, uh, and I got like the big package of like you know all the extra channels, Disney XD was one of them, and they had the you know they had the gargoyles, gargoyles yeah. it. and I was like, oh heck yeah! So I got to watch gargoyles like in my adulthood, which I didn't get to do. <laughs> I was like, this is great, which you absolutely can appreciate more as an adult. Oh because uh, yeah, it really plays on a lot of different things. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, even as a kid, like I knew, like it was right when I was like, it was like kind of I was getting older and everything, and like mm-hmm. it was like. Oh, this is a more mature show. Like, it's a, it's, a, it's not like super bloody or anything like no. that. It's not adult, but it's very a, a, an adult can appreciate it as kids can appreciate it. Although, if they did yeah. like a uh, like a couple extra episodes, like how mm-hmm. Samurai Jack did it. Oh yeah, well, I do. I'd be on that are, like are crazy. You, like if <laughs> if they got Greg Weissman to come back and do a new season of the Gargoyles, I would puke in enjoyment. In <laughs> I just puke all over my 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 condo. It would be terrible. Uh, but uh, I mean, it might in <laughs> it might be a big disappointment, like Justice, by like Young Justice season three. Uh, <laughs> Who knows? Don't, 
We need That's, to talk, we need to do an episode on Young Justice because if you finished it off, like no, not it, yet. It finishes off really strong, and it's like does it? Yes, and it's very irritating because it's like, why weren't you doing this for the past like ten episodes, like twenty what is, episodes? What is it's, wrong with these people? I don't know. It finishes off so strong and like so well because they they do the things that you wanted them to do since they started the whole series. Okay, they like cut back on like some things that like they should have covered like way back when they started this. And it's like, why weren't you doing this now? Like, oh why are you, it's so irritating. And I, I feel like it was like a calculated thing. It's like, oh well, this will all suck. So then we'll just grip them <laughs> back with all this stuff at the end. And man, they gripped me back. They gripped me back. They I, did it. They, I wouldn't put it past it. them. They did it. They, I'm, I'm excited for season four now because well, not a, I'm not excited. I'm I'm like, all right, I'm going to check out season four. Like, it's because is, is it like turning into the DC movies where you just kind of like that looks really cool. But I'm suspicious about you. <laughs> yeah, basically, it is that. It's still. I'm still not like. I'm not on board entirely because they flubbed so much of the second half of the season. Yeah. Um. But they they, they brought it back around. Maybe they just had to get their gears back in, and like they were like, all right, mm-hmm. we, had, we had all this set up. Now let's get back to it. And I'm telling you, it finishes strong. It finishes real strong. All right. And I'm the cliffhanger for next season is really good. Although. Mm-hmm. It sets up for introducing more things. I swear to like, God. It's like... Like it needs more. I know. It's just, it's just a little bit. But they do cap off some things. So they can they can throw those okay, in the bin. God. They can throw some things in the bin. And then you're just like, okay, so we don't have to deal with that anymore. <laughs> and then, oh, man. But uh, but it does finish strong. And I mean, At uh, this point, it shouldn't be called Young Justice. It should be called Every Superhero every, Team. Everything. It's literally all of them. Yeah. Just... DC Universe. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they do that again. Swear. <laughs> ah. So, uh, but yeah. Um, Make me mad. Okay, but, we could but, probably get back on the Greg one. It's true, but Greg Wise, anyway, so, it, again, so Disney Plus getting all that stuff too because Disney Plus is, uh, you know, uh, a giant right now, and it's uh, insane. Yeah. Uh, Boondocks gets a reboot uh, for HBO Max, so cool. uh, Magruder is coming back for all of that. Um and it says reboot, so I guess it'll be a rehash, and mm-hmm. uh, you know it'll, it'll be doing stuff. I don't know what studio's taking it on or anything, but mm-hmm. HBO is taking it, so we'll see. Still how cool. That goes uh, first look at Red Sun movie. Oh uh, yeah, the cast has been revealed, so that should be pretty cool. Uh, we got a first look at uh, at old uh, communist Kal-El here. So it looks good. Yeah, I it like does. it. Yeah. Uh, back to he, the. Oh, what is it? I, Animated series? Yeah, style? He's, he's, he's got like the jaw. He's got like the square jaw and everything. Uh, I always picture it now. I know like it goes through a full run of his life in mm-hmm. the Soviet Union. I do kind of like the older look that he has. So I kind of want yeah. some more like wrinkles on him. He looks a little bit too young, but this might be early on in the whole. Yeah, because I stuff. mean the the Red Sun does tackle him throughout his whole whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Red Sun's coming out. Should be uh, a good time if you enjoy Red Sun. So, oh, yeah. You know, should be good. Uh, Paramount Animation uh, released a new uh, animated opening for their thing with a girl skipping a stone across a lake, and it turns into the star, and then it goes up onto the thing. It's, it's cool. a good touch. I, I like it. it. I liked it, too. Thought it was it's a good there. change of pace. Yeah. Need, need new stuff. That's, oh, yeah. That is, that is what you typically need. You know what? I was wrong about my animation recommendation. It wasn't Carmen Sandiego. Uh, it was the Indivisible trailer uh, animated opening by Studio Trigger. That's what it was. Oh. And I completely forgot about that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if you've seen this, but not. it's gorgeous. Um, it's obviously gorgeous because it's animated by... 
Trigger Studios. Of course. Um, and, or just Trigger. They don't actually have a name other than just Trigger. So, But uh, Indivisible is a new game coming out by um, uh, Lab Zero. Mm-hmm. The guys that did Skullgirls yeah. and all those. Uh, it's a... It's a a, J- a JRPG. So, whoopsie. <laughs> I thought I had that muted. Uh, but yeah, so it looks awesome. The animation for the for the game looks absolutely amazing. Mm. Uh, but this is the opening. They, they've been teasing this for month for almost the whole year, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, this opening uh, by Studio Trigger looks absolutely amazing. And this was actually our animation recommendation. So if you're listening to this, flip this to the beginning of it, and then this is where we're talking about Carmen Sandiego instead. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, It follows this girl who's... uh, I don't really know what the whole plot is. I think her village gets attacked by some dudes, and then she, like, recruits a bunch of uh, uh, people that she keeps in her head. And then they, like, like, split out. She has, like, a third eye kind of of power. Mm. And um, you'll see it here. She kind of, like, pokeballs them into her head. And then when she... (laughs) When you're fu- you run around just as Aja, and then, uh, but then uh, as you like fight enemies, like if you go into a fight, they all like all your friends like pop out of you, and then you're, <laughs> and then you start fighting. But you can recruit a bunch of people. You can have four at a time on your team, and you recruit a bunch of characters, and like all the characters look great. And there's going to be uh, like um, uh, mascot characters from other franchises. Mm-hmm. I think Shantae is going to be in it. I think Shovel Knight might be in it as Ooh, well. That'd be cool. Yeah. So there's there's a bunch of other uh, cool characters, and they're all like secret characters that you can you can like find in other spaces. It'd be and, great if they incorporated some Skullgirls in there. Right. That'd be great if they did that. It'd be awesome. I don't know if they can. There might be some like licensing issues. Yeah. Like, you know, that's that, that that whole thing. The reason they don't do Skullgirls anymore is because of all the licensing thing oh. things. So, uh, but it'd be cool if they did. But I love all the designs of all the characters it looks really cool yeah, it's really um, smooth I really want to I really want to play this game and it's coming out October 8th uh, and this is all, look at all the characters they look great there's <laughs> more, more characters there's Lady with the Big Hawk there's a girl with no arms she kicks a lot oh that's awesome it's like there's a girl with a giant mecha arm and one with a big dog and it's like I want to play all of this and she has like a crazy Super Saiyan Buddha mode and it looks awesome. So, and the music is cool too. I couldn't play the music sadly while we were uh, watching it because uh, <laughs> like because I meant to watch that at the beginning, but I completely forgot. And that is our animation recommendation actually uh, for this episode. You got two recommendations this week, so uh, we're spoiling you. Good for you. Um, but that's it for all the news, Jay. Which means it's time for our. Ad break of the day. Go listen to this ad break, and we'll be right back with our topic. Hi, my name is Stefan. I'm Ben. I'm Lance. And we are your camp counselors for the DNN's only horror podcast, Unhappy Campers. We encourage you to camp until you die, as we cover all of yours, or are just our favorite horror movies, thrillers, monster films, and that you probably don't like, but we we have got the best horror podcast on the planet, and uh, you should listen to it, whether you care about us or not. Because you will. And we know where you live. All right, Jay, we're back uh, from that ad break, and we are talking about Hilda. Hilda. Hilda, the Hilda show. Actually, it's the Twig Show, starring Twig, which is the deer fox. 
Oh. And he's adorable. So Yes, he is. Yeah, he's uh, too precious for this world. <laughs> he's a good boy, and he's the best boy, and I want him. I want one right now. Uh, but no, what's really cool is I remember this was, this was news like forever ago. Uh, actually, the... Uh, there was a company. I forget what the company is. It's like the biggest plush company in England mm. uh, is going to be the direct uh, uh, distributor of Hilda Merch. Are you kidding? So we're going to get a freaking twig plush. Yes. I can't imagine that we don't get a twig plush. Oh, I need one. <laughs> I do. I, I got an Appa plush not too long ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. I, I've seen the Appa plush. Yeah, yeah. I need, I need to buy more Avatar merch because yes. I just want to buy more Avatar merch. Um, <laughs> but I, yes, I need a twig plush. Too. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know about that. I don't know about that new series. I don't know about it. The live action series coming to Netflix. I'm on, I, I don't know yet. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything I, yet. I, I don't know yet. I don't know. That's my thing. It's like we uh, can't do a podcast on it. Oh no! Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's very irritating. Actually, that's that's my biggest problem with it. Um, there was a there was a there was a funny meme about it that was uh, the close the gate meme. I don't know if you ever seen that one. Oh no! Where it's like where it's like open the gate yeah. and they say they're like, close the gate and it was a uh, new Avatar series incoming. Open the gate. It's like but it's live action. Close the gate and it's like original creators are 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 involved. Open, open the gate a little. little. <laughs> <laughs> open the gate a little. It's like it's it's just like you're a little bit cautious. You know, you don't uh, really want to. You know, I don't. I don't want my emotions to get hurt. Yeah, and I. I don't know. It, it, it's going to be a reboot, so it's just kind of like I don't really need to. You did it perfect the first time. Yeah. I don't need to see it again. Like if if, you if it did, ain't broke, don't fix right? it. Right. If you did a a three hour Harry Potter esque type movie for each you know season. I could maybe see, like, okay, if you recontextualize it and put it into a movie form, maybe, and if you had a budget for it, and it wasn't the Shyamalan movies, uh, maybe. But maybe, it just, yeah. but I'm just, I don't, like, I can just rewatch the series. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, what I want from you is I want the next Avatar after Korra. I yeah. want the Earthbending Avatar, which we have not had yet. It's like, no. Yeah, Kyoshi was there. I Kyoshi was cool. She was great. But, but we And we got the, the light novel that came out, apparently, that came out uh, not too long ago. Apparently, it's uh, pretty good. Apparently, it's pretty good. I haven't read it yet. Uh, but, like, that's Kyoshi. Like, I know, like, you know. It's we like know she, Kyoshi. We know Kyoshi. I want the new Avatar. I want the, the Earthbending Avatar. Especially coming up in a kingdom that is now, a you know, that... From the end of Korra, which yeah. is, is no longer a you know is no longer a monarchy. So it would be interesting to it's, see what an avatar would be in that world. The, you know? whole, the whole world is yeah. just all kinds of yeah. strange after Korra, right? So. Yeah, yeah. It's like because Korra was dealing with the, the the changing world and like is an avatar needed in that? It's like what's an avatar would be in that situation? Yeah. But we're not talking about Avatar. <laughs> we're not talking about Avatar at all. What we're talking about is Hilda. Hilda. Uh, which is uh, this lovely, cozy little show uh, by uh, Mercury Fr- Mercury Filmworks, created by Luke Pearson. Uh, yes, created by Luke Pearson. It's so basically it's based off a graphic novel series mm-hmm. uh, by Luke Pearson. Uh, by the way, if you try to get the original uh, first um, uh, graphic novel of this uh, of this. Uh, of this uh, series? series, I couldn't say the word series for some reason. Uh, of this series, it's a ridiculous amount of money for some really? reason because it's out of print. It doesn't; they don't print them anymore. And it's like this: it's like the first run of it, and then he has like that book recompiled with like the other books that are like are the actual series. Hmm. But this was like like the pilot book, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh my gosh! It's insane. Like I remember looking it up because. Uh, 
uh, my friend, uh, our friend uh, uh, Stephen Barnes, he was wanting to, who's been on the show before many times, uh, he wanted to get the series for his daughter because she loved the show. So mm-hmm. he bought the, so he bought all the, um, all the graphic novels. And when I was looking out for him, like I saw the original. Uh, pilot graphic novel and it was a lot of money. Yeah. So because apparently this uh, this graphic novel series is huge in Britain. Like it mm-hmm. is, it, it have you up. read any of it? I haven't. No. I, I yeah. It's an interest. It's different. It's a, a little bit different from the show because right. Hilda is a bit more of a brat. Okay. She has a bit more abrasive personality whenever okay. it comes to the supernatural because she believes she's more incorporated incorporated with it than everyone else. Ah, okay, yeah. She has a little bit of that. She yeah, a little like, bit. Yeah, and yeah, but it's I like I like how much they toned it down. Yes. She she's more she's much more um she's much more amiable than than, mm-hmm. than uh you know than you would expect a little kid to be actually. But it, when it does come like but she's not like perfect by any stretch, no. obviously. You know, she she does kind of feel like you know, she doesn't listen to her mom at all. No, it's never. Like, it's like, which is, which is true for any good children, it's children true. show. It's true. Any good children show, you know. Uh, she does kind of step into, like, a few critiques I have of the show. Tiny little things. Very small little nitpicks. She does kind of step into the same problems over and over again, mm-hmm. which is, like, listen to your mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, but she does end up, by doing that, she does end up, like, solving a problem that maybe wouldn't have been solved earlier. You exactly. Know? Like, so, but, you know, she get, kind of thrusts herself into danger for a, was she 10? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, something yeah. like that. I think she's, like, 10, which is it's very young. Um, whatever, it's fine, you know. Elementary schoolers, they'll, they'll get along. Um, but uh, that's, like, my only critique is she kind of does the same things over and over. Yeah. Even when she, like, has, like, the heartfelt talk with her mom. She has Aesop amnesia. Yes, exactly. Aesop amnesia. That's a good that's a good term. Uh, which, uh, yeah. She, but, you know, if she didn't, then there wouldn't be stories. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. It's like, then there she, just wouldn't be a show. She's naturally curious and <laughs> yeah. a little forgetful. Exactly. She, yeah. it, it, she, yeah. she enjoys herself. Towards, towards the end of the series, they, they do a good job of, like, uh, what I love about the show is that uh, it's not a continuous uh story plot no not no but each episode leads into the next mm-hmm. and you'll have like uh retaining plot points from past episodes kind of exactly. leaking into the next one which is nice um you know there's one where she you know where where they basically break up with a friend and she's not on the show for like three episodes like yeah. three or four episodes and it's like oh yeah that that happens in real life. And it does. Like, you kind of think you lose track like, of friends. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, and, and when they, you know, they meet back up with her and everything, and it's like, oh, you know, uh, they, they kind of, it, it's that awkward kind of thing where it's mm. like, uh, you know, like that fight was like a week ago, and but it's still kind of lingering and stuff like that. So, uh, which is interesting because I think every every kid's gone through that, honestly. Absolutely. So, you know, I do that now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really get in fights with people, but I do lose track of friends. That happens. Oh, that's so easy to do. That's easy to do. Just Everyone's so busy. <laughs> yeah, it's just life is what that is. Um, but uh, yeah, it's about Hilda. Hilda, who uh, lived lives in the wilderness uh, of. Random Canadian British uh, countryside. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just she lives in the woods with her mom uh, in a cabin built by her grandfather. I assume her mom's no. I assume her dad's dad because her mom said she grew up in Trollberg. So that's right. Yeah, her yeah. mom says she grew up in Trollberg. So I think she married her dad and moved out to the country where the cabin was that her grandfather built that Hilda's yes. grandfather built which was probably her dad's dad that's what I assume we don't get a whole lot of backstory of 
uh, Hilda's uh, Hilda's family, which is fine because it really doesn't. You don't need it. No, no, not no, really. It's, it's about it, her she, and her little adventure. Y- you get it. Like they lived in the they lived in the wilderness with this, you know, uh, in this uh, house, and her granddad built it. That's really all you need to know. Yeah. And then there's a woodman that comes in that terrifies oh my gosh. me, and I would never let him into my house. <laughs> I don't know why. Wood. I, no, wait, I don't care. <laughs> I can go cut down wood. Like it's, I don't want that thing near me. He's horrifying. A and he's a jerk. That's <laughs> true. He did sell Hilda. Yes, in a bet. he bet her in a, in a game, and it's like, <laughs> what? Like, he's, just, he's so terrible. Like, oh man, like that comes later too. You think he's just like a jerk, and then it's like, no, he's evil. Like, he's, <laughs> he's a monster. He's a devil. I just, I don't. He want is a demon. Be, I will give he, him that. And he's basically a Deku scrub from Zelda. That's basically yeah. what he is. He's got the even guys a little like weird tube mouth. And, um, yeah, um, I don't like him. I don't like the woodman. Which may be what the Dekus are based off of, if, if he is a real creature. If he, yes, if he if is like a an actual mythical creature. Thing, a mythical creature. That's true, yeah. Uh, or he could just be like something made up that he's based off the Dekus. Yeah, know, also the true. Scrubs, so, uh, but yeah, uh, so first off, she lives off in, the, in there. Tragic circumstances, as as it happens, she has to move to Trollberg, where she meets her friends, Frida and David, and they have magical adventures from Trollberg as well. So, uh-huh. um, even though they have a big wall to keep everything interesting out, as she says. <laughs> it's like, they put a big wall to keep out everything interesting. And it's like, um, I love the voice acting in this. Oh, it's so beautiful. I love the animation in this. Mm-hmm. The animation is done by Mercury Filmworks, uh, which is basically a Disney company. Oh. Uh, they're not actually a Disney company, but they do a lot of work for Disney. Uh, they did season one of Wander Over Yonder. They did... Yeah, oh, that's which, why it's so familiar. Right, yeah, exactly. Okay. They did season one of Wander Over Yonder. They did season one of uh, Star. Because if you watch season one of Star, the animation is mm-hmm. different from season two. Yeah. Uh, I actually like the animation for season two a little bit better. It fits that model a little uh, uh, better. I can see uh, that. Season yeah. two and on. Uh, I don't know if you ever finished Star vs. the Force of Evil. I started season two. Oh, man. And I couldn't... I haven't gotten through it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, I recommend going back because that oof, mwah, like <laughs> I, season three and four, like at at top Steven Universe for me in a lot of ways. Really? Yeah. Like during during that year when Steven Universe was kind of like on a, just a giant hiatus. Yeah. Fest, well, that's fair. as they do. Uh, but yeah, like uh, last year, Star got my got show of the year instead of Steven. Steven won it two years in a row prior to that, I think. Wow. And Star got it easily because season three was so good. <laughs> um, but uh, they animated that, uh, season one of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they also did Pen Zero, Part-Time Hero, and Tangled the Series, which is that oh yeah beautiful, like, painted... Uh, you know, like, like painted oh, storybook. Type I, haven't, I haven't watched any of it, but the, from what I've seen, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous to look at. Uh, the the way they do modeled rigs in this is so good. That's the the amazing thing is this is not frame by frame animation, mm-hmm. which straight up kills me because like <laughs> it looks so good. Uh, it's it's puppeteered animation, which is a format that's done in. Digital animation nowadays, where you like kind of make a framework, you make a a rig, which is like a, a fully rigged animated puppet type yeah. figure, um, really? which is how they get like that, like you know how when they turn their head and like their mouth kind of swooshes with it and everything. Yeah. So it actually is on a three D plane these character models and everything, but it is made to look so much like a two D model that it it just. The it way gives the illusion of 2D. Exactly. Like the way that, that, that program works is just really beautiful. And uh, 
That's clever. The smoothness of the animation in this is just like... I was going to say, it has the, uh, like, almost a classical cartoon yeah. fluidity to it. Yes. Absolutely. And so that everything is moving constantly. No one is, like, if you watch a lot of, uh, even, like, Family Guy, mm-hmm. for prime yeah. example, right. um, of where you will see one character standing still and talking, yeah. and everyone else is... Just standing still, standing still just completely, complete yeah, static. Like, yeah, yeah. And so, like, right at this scene we're watching right now, like Hilda's talking, but like every now and then you'll see like Twig kind of move his head, and say he'll blink and move his head, and yeah. uh, David will move around a little bit. Like, yeah, it's, it, it keeps a lot of fluidity, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, life in in the animation. Mm-hmm. But it just like beautiful rigs, like just like everybody's really well uh, designed. Uh, man, like I, I can't get enough of it. The the earth tone colors of the backgrounds are beautiful, uh, and they match well with Hel- with uh, Hilda's hair. Mm-hmm. Her hair and her outfit are very uh, you know bright red boots, blue hair. She's very primary colored. She is yes. kind of like Mario in um, uh, Super Mario World. Yeah, because they they did it very obviously. Like you know when he has. Because the two big power ups in that were the cape and Yoshi, like that mm-hmm. was the two new power ups. The cape is a bright yellow, yellow. and, and Yoshi is, is green. Is a green, which matches perfectly with his blue overalls, red shirt. So you got the, all the primary color. You got all the nice big bright primary colors on him, and uh, and that's kind of how I feel about Hilda. She feels very alive in this very earth toned world. That's mm-hmm. very. Like, I, I just the backgrounds always look good. Like right now, she's in a tunnel to where everything's bluish. Uh, but there's still just like a, t- a hint of like that dirt and everything. So, yeah, it's got. Uh, they they do a fantastic world building job yes. and world design overall. Yeah, yeah. It's, it really complements all the character design and mm-hmm. uh, even just with. Uh, and we're just talking about character design. The silhouettes of each individual person mm-hmm. is really unique and yep. interesting, and it draws your eye to each character mm-hmm. yep. very well. Yep, it's beautiful. I love it. Uh, the design of this show is great. Um, what's and the animation of the show is great as well, uh, but uh, you know the characterization I think is also uh, pretty much uh, a top tier thing. Uh, the, uh, the 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 story that it centers around is basically a hard magic world, meaning magic exists. Everybody knows it exists. There's mythical creatures. There's trolls. There's you know giants. Mm-hmm. Um, there's elves, which are invisible. There's, Unless you make a contract with them. Right. You have to make a contract because <laughs> they have to have their contracts. Uh, there's little sprout people that are like little, like, I don't know, like little radish people or something. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even know what they're called. Uh, but yeah, so like, there, and like all of these things exist, but humanity kind of just like separates themselves from it. Yeah. They don't, they don't like, they, they just, it's whatever. They don't, they don't hate them. Yeah, they don't it's just like, it's like, just, like them. They just, they exist mutually exclusive. Yeah, there's dangerous things out there. We don't really deal with it. Yeah. Hence, Trollberg has a giant wall. It's like, yeah, trolls are out there. They're dangerous. Which, you know, they're big, toothed monsters that could swallow you whole if they wanted yeah. to. And you know, it's like, I can see where they think the trolls would be, you know, dangerous. Or giants, for that reason. And they really do a good job on playing of the mythical paranoia yeah. later in the season with mm-hmm. the black dog. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. you never really see any of the adults, like pay much mind or concern mm-hmm. to any of the mythical creatures right. until that episode. Yeah, exactly. Where uh, apparently the, there's a rumor going around of a giant black dog. And people disappearing. And yeah. it's like, yeah, this is bad. And it's like, and they do a good job of like playing that onto you as on the audience as well because like 
the dog is very menacing when you first mm-hmm. see him. He's which you know black dogs are, as Irish lore go. You know they're not exactly they're not exactly like evil beings like within within lore, but they are you know like intimidating. They're intimidating and they are like they they basically reap souls. Like mm-hmm. that's their whole shtick. I don't know if you know anything about black dogs from Irish lore, but a little bit. I but, know of the. Uh, I know when they were first creating cemeteries, mm-hmm. they would whoever was first uh, buried there would mm-hmm. be the guard. Would be of the guard, the yes. Cemetery. Their, their soul would be implanted into the dog, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, no. What they would do is they yeah. they'd bury a dog there. Right. Yeah. And the dog and the would dog take care would of the take cemetery. Care of the cemetery. That's yeah. what it was. Because yes. they didn't want to restrict human You're souls. Right. You're correct. Yes, you are right. Uh, that's also a plot point in Ancient Megas' Bride, which is another great anime that oh, everybody right should watch. Uh, that's a great anime. Uh, but yeah, uh, th- that was an interesting thing, is like that happened and Hilda happened right around the same time. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of Irish lore like thro- like being thrown at me. Because it's suddenly. beautiful. I love Irish lore. Oh my as, gosh. But the only show that I remember uh, like tackling that, like was uh, like tackling a lot of that, was actually Gargoyles. Like, they had a black dog. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, they thought that Bronx was a black dog at one point in, in one episode, <laughs> which was an interesting episode. It was during that episode where they were, like, going through, like, different world or different mm-hmm. uh, places on that boat. It was, like, their... their oh, little, that was the later season. Yeah, like, the, the latter season where, like, Goliath and, you know, and uh, uh, Bronx, Elisa, and Angela are all, like, off on a... Uh, a boat adventure, and they like mm. travel to like different areas and stuff. But Bronx like went to the Ir- went to the British, went to the the Ireland uh, things, and they thought he was a black dog. That's <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, so lots of uh, lots of good Irish lore that you get to to kind of. You had an Intworm, which is a basically a dragon, but not quite a dragon. It's yeah, like a, like a lower level dragon. Let's say it's <laughs> like if you're talking D and D speak, it'd be a lower level type of dragon. It's worm with a Y. It is. It is. It's a worm with a Y. Um, but uh, yeah, man, like this show, just like it's cozy. I don't know what else to say about it. It's like a cozy fire with a with a cup of hot cocoa. It reminds me a lot of um, uh, uh, Over the Garden Wall. In that way, oh, absolutely. It just—it's more for younger kids, obviously, as well. Um, it doesn't really play on the same psychology as Over the Garden Wall, mm, and doesn't no. have. A, it has dangers to it. Oh yeah, but nothing. Yeah, and, that, I don't know. Yeah, and creepy imagery as well. And creepy imagery, but yes. not as creepy or dangerous as, as Over the Garden Wall. Yes, it's like the, it's definitely for younger audiences. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely for younger kids, and uh, and they are about to mulch a couple of babies though in this. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, they are like spud babies or whatever or like weird like cash but you know it's like that's pretty dangerous they're about to be mulched and they're little tiny babies and then the kids almost get mulched too that's true Hilda almost gets mulched (laughs) in this episode it's horrifying um but uh that's a strong baby cow sorry we're watching the episode right now as as it's happening um (laughs) yeah that's another thing about the animation is that like the run animations and stuff like that they're all canned but I don't care because they all look so good. Like yeah. it's just like you know, it's like I don't know. Like people seem to like have like a problem with like canned animations nowadays, mm-hmm. which is weird because like every two D animated feature like had canned animate like had canned run cycles. Mm-hmm. Like run cycles are hard to do. Every they time. are so like just yeah like like they're hard to do over and over. So if you have one, just do it. And um, man, I can't yeah. believe this is three uh, D. <laughs> I, right? It's so yeah. smooth and yeah. gorgeous, and like yeah. you'd expect there to be like some smear work in there, but I really don't think there is any. Yeah, uh, it's it's sort of like a. It's interesting because like to say it's three D is like kind of wrong. 
but well, it's also I, I know it's not but right, it's, but it, it's like it's like to say three is kind of wrong, but kind of not. Like I don't really know how to really explain it because like the way the rigs work is like it is on a two D plane the way you animate, mm-hmm. but it is a three D rig that like goes on top of it. The way the camera swoops around, it will calculate like where the mouth is supposed to be. Mm. Very interesting the way it works, <laughs> and again, it takes a lot of polish to get it to look this good. Obviously. Um, and Mercury Filmworks just knows how to do that. Like they, oh, they do. They're, they're so good at it. I love the way they take a style and just turn it into something. They and, really ran with it. Yeah, they do the same thing with Tangled. Like the way Tangled looks, like that style, they just, man, they, they take it to the nth degree. It's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I like how the plots all work together and like how they each episode kind of leans in the next. Uh, you start off with Hilda in the Wilderness uh, trying to uh, satiate a bunch of elves yeah. that were well, invisible people that she can't even see, uh, and then Alpha shows up and like she, uh, sign the contracts, and then she can see all the elves that are living right around. You know, yeah. the, there's a whole town the that whole town. she's been stomping through yeah, for like, a whole time. Yeah, and like she's not like stomp like when you. It's interesting if you have a contract, you can see them and interact with them, but if you don't have a contract. You just kind of pass right through them, like it's yeah. sort of like you you step on a home. It's just like your foot kind of goes through it. it you just like you're intangible. It. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can't really do it. But then Twig could see them after the contract was signed, but he still passed through the house. Uh, so so the rules were a little bit uh, off in a few in a few areas, but it's fine. It's whatever. It's fine. It's uh, he's a magical creature. Yeah, he's a magical creature. Yeah, it's like, but but how did he see it? Did he never see them before? Because like he was acting curious about the houses that were there. I don't know. Maybe if the owner sees uh, it, but he's still mad. Ah, I don't know. It's, it's all it's magic. It's all magic. So it's 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 hard to hard to keep all that stuff straight. Um, but what I did like about that whole like because it was over a course of two episodes. Is that she was trying to like negotiate like with the the mayor of the town and then the president of or the prime minister of of the of the whole like elf, elf kingdom. kingdom and then they had to go to, she had to go to the king yes I says the whole British you know it's like it's a very a uh, uh, British monarchy a lot type. of red tape yeah a lot of red tape has to go through all of it um, and, and then in the end it yeah just <laughs> it just didn't matter but I liked it like. <laughs> What I really loved about that is like they, it sort of ends like on a comedy beat, like almost. Yeah. It's like we don't have to move, and the giants just step on their house. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god! <laughs> it just sort of ends on a comedy beat, yeah. but then it's like this somber moment where like she kind of realizes, like, because her she looks down and her mom is stepping through one of the houses, mm-hmm. and it's just like the you know because the giants' problem is like a microcosm for theirs. Like yeah. things just got smaller, and it's like it just became not their world anymore. So the giants left. Hmm. They just leapt off into the into space, which was interesting. Uh, but then she meets this giant called Jorgen, and she learns all, and he learns all that from her, mm-hmm. or she learns all that from her, from him, and like that. There's this other giant that he's been waiting for. Turns out she's on this, she's this mountain that's just been asleep for a while. <laughs> wakes him up, so they get to reunite and everything. But uh, you know, it's this whole like uh, microcosm of her problem because they just step on their house even after she just helped them. You know. Yeah. Like, and, and they just didn't notice, yep. and they just didn't step even... on the house and then fly away off into space. She became the elf. Yeah, yeah, and then and then she kind of like looks down at her mom's foot, just stepping through the house, and just realizes we can't stay here. And it's just mm. like ah, oh, it's so That's... it's a good it's a good little lesson. Yeah, lesson for it comes you know, right so around. Comes right around, man. You know, nobody wants to get uh, kicked out of their house or anything, but uh, <laughs> you know. 
another good pl- uh, point of that is like the the rock that David finds uh, oh, yeah. turns out to be a baby troll, and which is interesting because I, I like again like how each episode kind of leans into the next. Yeah, you, know? you have the Thunderbird, which that didn't lead into anything, but you kind of like. Yeah, but he comes back. Yeah, you see him come back like later on and, and stuff like that. But yeah, the Thunderbird, which is like a little raven, a little little tiny raven with a with a very uh, what's the guy who plays Timon? I forgot his name. Oh, <laughs> it's like, shoot! I forgot that dude's name. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, oh, man, it's gonna drive me crazy. Uh, <laughs> look that up. Not the new one. The the, the, the original. No, why would I look at the new one? Yeah, no one wants to look at the new one. Uh, the, yeah, but. Uh, uh, God, it's gonna drive me crazy. And when you say it, I'm gonna like punch myself. I know you are. Cause uh, I'm gonna do the same thing. But uh, he's on. God, he's on Modern Family and everything. But uh, Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. Nathan. Lane. It is very Nathan. He's Lane. a very Nathan Lane type voice. He's very. Uh, uh, he's very. Ah, uh, jeez, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and it's like but, nervous uh, about everything. Nervous just... about everything. Uh, but he forgets that he's a Thunderbird, which is kind of cool. Uh, and they the the town like kind of uh, receives him as like the Great Raven. Is this you know? Kind of thing, this uh, this mascot of their town or whatever, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But it turns out he's just a, nah, he's just your common Thunderbird. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, just out. one of those. <laughs> Another good uh, staple is um, uh, like a lot of episodes in the uh, the the Weather Woman. I forget her name actually, uh, but uh, uh, she like she's on the she's on the mm-hmm. um, the she's, she's on the radio like a few times, um, and uh, and. Hilda likes to listen to her because yeah, she thinks it's like calming. Right, it's calming to listen to her, and she like predicts the weather like perfectly every like, time. All the time, and it's like they just like drop that little nugget like like way early in the series. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like episode four where they drop that, and then it's like oh she always calls it so perfectly, and then we meet up with that character later on, who's this mad scientist lady <laughs> uh, who has captured a storm spirit <laughs> in, yeah, inside of is, her lab, and it's like what? I feel like that escalated really quickly. Yeah, right. It's just. <laughs> sort of like haps it just sort of happens man it's crazy um yeah but uh it's pretty cool because like there's a lot of like in between episodes um Mm -hmm. the first few episodes are adapted from hilda and the troll um and uh hilda at midnight and the midnight giant it's two uh volumes of the graphic novel Mm -hmm. that's kind of the first few episodes uh and uh then um hilda and the bird and the and the bird parade which is the yeah which reveals the thunderbird yeah the thunderbird and then there's a lot of like uh quote filler episodes i guess they're not filler obviously but there's ones that were made up for the show specifically yes um you know and and that's pretty cool and i I do like the I, i like the characterization that every character feels like nobody's stagnant nobody's yeah. just a stereotype except maybe alfer alfer <laughs> yes i do like but Alpha. he's not the stereotypical elf no but he he's like the he's the he's the straight laced everything has to be done properly yes. kind of thing but he's used mostly for comedic effect you know which yes. i like which know, is good like, and it's and he's yeah. got a very dry humor too yes. too he's very british humor he's very british humor very dry british humor style which is which is great um and uh, he, he's always popping into like oh the proper forms you know like, which i like <laughs> you know and he ends up uh, saving the day at one point when hilda gets lost back in the wilderness she gets lost back in the wilderness and then elf mail. <laughs> like oh, an, I forgot an, about the elf an mail. email, which is an elf <laughs> mail, which I liked a lot, which is like this little underground tunnel of like tiny letters. <laughs> like so, 
Okay. Hilda writes a tiny letter to her mom. That's perfect. It's like, but sends it to Alpha to get it to her mom because Alpha mm-hmm. lives with her mom and everything. So, uh, yeah, uh, I know we're blowing past like a lot of plot points in this show, yeah. which is on purpose. I don't want to spoil everything no, that happens. It's, it's good to enjoy. It, you should go watch this show. Like uh, again, like there's nothing really that's going to like spoil a whole lot in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. it's very standard affair type of stuff. But what really punches this thing up is the characterizations, like I said. No one feels like a stereotype. Everyone's very lived in. Everyone's very real. Like, the principal here could have just been your stoic, you know, like, mean principal or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, but then you, like, like early on in the episode, she's very much like Hilda's, you know, like, this kind of antagonistic towards Hilda. Yeah. But it's kind of because Hilda's kind of unruly. And she's a bit like, of a troublemaker. She's a bit of a troublemaker because she's never been in school before. Yeah. And, and you learn later on in the episode, like, the, you know, the principal just wants Hilda to learn. Like, that's yeah. all she wants. Like, <laughs> and she's not conducive in this environment. So, you know, it's like... And it's it's How very teach a kid who grew up in the wilderness. Who grew up in the wilderness, yeah. exactly. And and like her like like her attitude is now like affecting other students. So mm-hmm. you can see her point of view. She's not just a static. And then uh, who's her friend? The uh, David or Frida? Frida. Frida. And then yeah. I love Frida because yeah. she's always she's the organized mm-hmm. and she she does everything one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And if it's not done that way, there's no point right. in doing she it. She has tiger parents. Like, yeah, she she's, is, like, she's yeah. very tiger child. Mm-hmm. Tiger parent yeah. child. Yeah. Um, but I love the yeah. characterization. Whenever you see her for her room, yeah. it's perfectly clean, perfectly right. organized. Right, yeah. And then they have a whole episode <laughs> about that. Yes, I know. It's just, and, and like, <laughs> they go in, the kids finally go into her room, and it, it's a hot mess. It's a mess. And she goes, I don't know, like this? I don't know how this happened. And it's like, it just happened overnight. Or, or it's, like, it's like, I don't know why this keeps happening. <laughs> and it's the reversal. And they go to bed, and they wake up, and like, Nothing's changed. It yeah. should have been clean. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. It should have like, been clean. Yeah, like they help her clean it up and then like she like makes a mess of it before the night <laughs> and then she wakes up and it's still a mess and they're like, What like what'd you, you do? You just made the mess. It's like, of course I did. When I wake up it's usually clean. <laughs> Isn't that how all rooms work? <laughs> Which in this hard magic world is understandable in a lot of yeah. ways you know it's like there's a, there's a lot of magic things that happen and they're just like no you have to clean your own room like it's like <laughs> but she never did because a ghost would do it for her yeah <laughs> it's like, which... and it's just like what so then then the episode becomes about trying to get her ghost back to come clean her, clean room. her room rather than and which is probably what, not a good lesson for kids, right? Exactly. <laughs> but like, what a good like like it's such like a it's such a good twist on the it whole is. thing because yeah. you think it's like oh they have to figure out like what ghost is actually like messing up a room. Mm-hmm. It's like no, there was a ghost, and then they had to go find the ghost again <laughs> to help clean everything up. And you know it, it it that also that also that's the episode that started the fissure between you know like all yeah. the friends, which is really good because they had like that friction that happened in that episode, you know. Because um, Frida just kind of gets frustrated with the whole thing because she's not used to dealing with like magical things yeah. and like Hilda's like, no, we got to fix this. We got to do this thing. And it's it. like we can do it. And she's just like, stop. Like I don't. And want... if it doesn't work out for Hil- for Frida yeah. at all, she just it's not for her. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and that that's what started that whole friction. And it, it it's it that again feels very lived in. It's very mm-hmm. much like you can understand Frida's point of view and you can understand Hilda's point of view. They're both being kind of bratty kids. Oh yeah, and they're they're just kind of clashing, you know. It's like, and David's just kind of in the middle because he's, yeah, he's the, you know, it's like he's, he tries to play the middle ground. He tries to play the middle ground, but like he's kind of like the the first one to like kind of stand up, uh, you know, on Frida and be like, hey, like you treated me bad whole, the whole day, 
guess. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, you know, it's like and they've been friends well before Hilda was around. So, Which you know. They, they do great yeah. uh, growth throughout the series yes. on each character. Because mm-hmm. you see Hilda, like, try to adjust to civilized life. You exactly. You see Frida. Frida really dives right into the supernatural. Right, yeah. Later like, in the yeah, se- se- exactly. season. Because it's... Oh boy, I mm-hmm. feel like she just went off the deep end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she just like tried to get that new friend group, and like you know, it, it was it was just one of those things. Like you, you've always had. Like I think everybody's kind of experienced that. Like like a friend gets another friend that doesn't fit the fen- the friend group or something yeah. like that. Um, and there's just this sort of like. And even them, like even the the uh, I forget what you called those teenagers. Te- they're just teenagers. Yeah, but like, but like, she, but she ends up being one of the the things, uh, yeah. the, the dream stealers or whatever, the dream uh, spirits or whatever. Yeah. Uh, which apparently a teenager can, teenager can just become that in this world. Well, I mean, Hilda cast spells. It's true, everybody can just do that stuff. So, but uh, like even she like ended up like not being like just your your standard bully. Like because mm-hmm. like when Frida went to like hey and it's like. She had like that toy that was being thrown out, and it's like, hey, you don't have to be embarrassed about that. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like, and she's like, oh yeah, it's a little bit of growth for even like background teenage characters that we're yeah. probably never going to see again. Uh, Very three dimensional characters, yes, all every, around, every single one of them, and even the ma, like even like Hilda's mum, mum, she's credited as mum, which I like. Is she really? <laughs> uh, Joanna is her name, but uh, like even then, like 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 she kind of hates Frida's parents a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're kind of snooty. Like, they really like, are. I and like, hate. she never like says it out loud because like she likes Frida and like you know she doesn't want to like interrupt obviously Hilda's friend group. But no. I'm sure parents have had that problem of like, oh my friends, my, my kids really good friends with that person, but I hate their parents. <laughs> I guarantee that's happened. Oh, absolutely. I, I guarantee that's happened. I'm I'm sure. I don't think my parents ever really met any of my friends' parents. I know my parents did, and yeah. I'm sure they didn't like quite a few of them. I'm sure they didn't like a lot of my friends. Uh, like, I remember my, my mom got along with a lot of people. My dad didn't really pay much attention to my no. friends, parents, or anything. But uh, uh, but uh, my dad was always sort of a... He was always a kid at heart anyway, so he would interact with my friends more than he would the, our, our parents or whatever. Yeah. Uh, their parents. Um, but yeah, I'm sure that's happened to like every... Uh, parental couple ever like that there's another mm-hmm. you know another set of parents that just like they just don't like and she never says it out loud but like they just always like have these interactions you can, you where, can like, feel the animosity yeah where Joanna just kind of like mm. <laughs> just like because like, <laughs> oh. they'll say something that's just like really snooty and she just kind of like waves it off like Ugh. gets along with David's parent, parents just fine yeah like they is like because they're normal they're, people they're, they're middle class and, and again like like Frida's parents like haven't had any sort of like growth moments yet. Yeah, we might get that in season Ooh, two. That'd be nice. It would. It would be great to see it in season two. But you know, they're again, they're very tiger esque parents. They're very much like our daughter needs to accomplish things. That they're they're very well put together. I don't know what they are. They seem to be like probably a lawyer and a doctor. I bet that's always that's what typical. it is. It's always a lawyer and a doctor. It's never like anything other than that. But they're very well put together. They're very you know like they have like nicer clothes than everybody at the parent teacher conference. And mm-hmm. you know it's very obvious that they're you know sort of you know they expect great things of their daughter because yes. they you know because they they went on and succeeded and like they want success for their daughter Absolutely. and i'm sure that's going to be like a plot point at some point i don't doubt uh, it for a second yeah because because they're good at doing that sort of thing and uh you know it, not, not again not everybody's just straight laced this or whatever david gets confidence throughout the up throughout the series because mm-hmm. he's originally a very scaredy cat kind he of kid he always still has a bug on him though. always has a bug on him always got a bug you know like 
which is a weird little trope. Is but that's it a some great detail, though. Is it for something? Yeah. Or, no. Oh. Well, I don't think it is. But right, they yeah. do a good job whenever, because uh, at one point, David and uh, Hilda go switch houses. They switch houses, they, yeah. And she, like, to. is disguised out of them and just goes up to his room like normal. Yeah. Well... <laughs> His parent, his dad even comes over. And he's he just, goes, oh, he goes, hey, bug, bug, bug check. check, yeah, and and, have a bug. Oh, no bug this time. No bugs, which he's is like, like, why does he always have a bug? <laughs> <laughs> like, and then uh, uh, Hilda's mom like goes over to David. Is like, oh, Hilda got a bug on you. Probably got it from that kid David. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's like, and she's like, oh yeah, like why does he always have a bug on him? Like, I, it's uh, like I feel like that's just like a Luke Pearson like. Thing like he probably yeah. had like a friend who always had a bug on him at some point or something. Probably like I don't know. That's like you figure Hilda would have the bugs. You know what I mean? Because like think, yeah, she's cause... always in the wilderness. Like <laughs> you'd think that. Even the trolls aren't uh, you know like even trolls aren't uh, portrayed in in one way or another. You know, mm-hmm. it's like because again, like I said, they are big scary monsters. Like they could eat you like, yeah. real easily. Uh, they're also very. Uh, old school type of trolls as well which is interesting because mm-hmm. they turn turn to stone during the sunlight which, which is, is good it's I old, like that it's old David the Gnome I knew that from David the Gnome back in the day I don't know if you watched David the Gnome no I was probably too, you're probably too young yeah. David the Gnome was a was like a was like a Dutch cartoon that uh, was air it like got like a you know an English translation and aired on Nick Jr hmm. uh, Nickelodeon uh, the morning time of Nickelodeon Nick Jr um, and like there were tro- trolls were a thing and like they turned to stone during the during the during the daylight, they were like mm-hmm. evil what creatures or whatever. And in this, they're not evil. They're just they're just sort of animalistic. Um, you know, one's trying to protect its kid because like David brings home a little like tiny uh, troll rock that turns out to be like a baby troll, which is you know terrifying. Um, <laughs> they even do a good job with like the 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 bully kid, I guess. Like I forget the kid's name, uh, but yeah, David the gnome. That's the one. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, he was. Uh, I remember. He was voiced by the dad from Happy Days. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing I really remember from it. Uh, yeah, uh, one of the saddest endings of all time of any TV show, but really? I, I won't get into that. What? Uh, yeah, it makes okay. yeah, it makes you it makes kids deal with death. It's pretty amazing, uh, like existentially. It's pretty. Oh my crazy. god! Uh, but trolls are very like animalistic in this, but they're not evil by any stretch. No, you know, they're like, they're a chaotic neutral. Yes. Well, not not even chaotic. They're just a true neutral because yeah. they're just trying to survive and yeah. doing their own thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but they'll, you know, like even the baby like attacks Hilda at one point. So, That's you know, true. it's like, you okay, know, they're, yeah. they're trying to, you know, they're not like evil by any stretch, but they are animals. They're, they're not they're not as sentient as people, I'd They're say. just natural creatures. Yeah. Um, you know, even the bully kid like kind of has like a like a some uh you know, some decent character development because he's just kind of like a troublemaker kid, but, you know, he's not, like, evil by any stretch. Yeah. He just makes bad decisions and uh, kind of comes across Hilda's adventures, like, every now and then and gets, like, the worst of it. <laughs> like, uh, so, of course, he's like, ah! <laughs> like, I will avenge you. I, I, will, I will get vengeance, but, you know, it, it's, it's a great little show. Uh, it, it's it, it can be done for kids, you know. It, it, kids would appreciate it very well. Uh, it's got humor to appreciate adults. Yeah, uh, it, there's no like you know like like uh, adult humor, I shouldn't say, no. but the humor is well timed. It's got dry British humor in a lot of in a lot of uh, cases. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just the the. <laughs> A lot of the dry British humor comes from Alfer, but like yeah, he's kind of the funniest character in the whole thing, I would say. Um, 
but you know, it, it, it's a great little show. I, I love it. That's the char- the character designs are great. I actually there's an episode where uh, they're talking about like the past. I think it's the episode of the Giants, and they're taking a look at like the past and everything, and like they're showing like early settlers like mm-hmm. around the Giants and everything, and like they're all these like Scottish like red haired people, and I'm just like. Oh, they look so cool! Like, they do. Like, like, I want that show. Like, I want to see that <laughs> show now. I want to. I want this studio to just make a a show about some Scottish settlers in this land or whatever. Just because, like, I love the designs. Like, it was mm-hmm. like very simple designs on everybody, but they all kind of had like that Celtic, you know, yeah. uh, Scottish barbarian look. Exploring the new land, yeah. seeing new creatures. Like, oh, That'd be awesome. I want that. That whole Scandinavian type of and uh, the the. Uh, Design alone already like appeals very highly to like old timey stuff. Yes, absolutely. Because like everything's like nothing's like too bright. Everything's very calmed and like pastelled. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing that's like too like bright and in your face for anything. Oh, it also reminds me of what was the the way to the north? Oh yes, yeah, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, long, uh, long uh, yeah, long way to the north. Yeah. Long way to the north. Yes, yeah, yes. very it much like me that. Of that. Uh, with lines, because Long Way to the North yes. has no lines. No, 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 it's all yeah. painted, which is gorgeous. But yeah, it is very much, very reminiscent of that. You're very, you're, you're correct. Very reminiscent of that, the way it's animated and everything. So uh, I love this show. I think it's great. And I can't wait for season two. Um, Same. What do you want to see in season two, Jim? I'd like to see more creatures. Yeah, yeah. I want to see more creatures, more, more uh, mythical things, because like, I loved... Like the little one-offs, like the like the uh, the Rat King. Oh yeah. Oh man, that like, was they actually stole my idea for a Rat King. Actually, really, I wanted to make a rat because like the Rat King, it, not the Ninja Turtles Rat King. A Rat King is uh, is like a dead hive of rats. Basically, we've never seen one alive, but it's when a bunch of rats are like in a confined space mm-hmm. and their tails kind of grow together, and it's yeah. like a ball of rat. It's a real thing. We've only ever found dead ones because it's just a giant. Ball of dead rats with their tails intertwined. It's very horrifying. So creepy. Very creepy. Very horrifying. But in this, they actually have a rat king. That's a giant horde of rats. That's all one being, but it's all a bunch of rats, like kind of put together, exactly. and it all talks together. That's so and I'm like, it's so cool. Like, and I had this idea for a rat king creature, like in a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of when I was playing Dark Souls. Kind of. Uh, of it's like, and it's like, oh, that'd be cool. Like a big mass of rats that like kind of like moves Dark Souls around. is hard enough. Right, exactly. It's like, but it would be cool. Like a big mass of rats that like all talk together and like mm-hmm. would be like the rat king. Like that'd be really cool. And then this show does it, and it's like, it's like, but again, in pure Hilda style, it's not a terrifying creature. It's actually just a, it's a thing that wants to know secrets. I want to know secrets. You know, it's like yes. why, you know, what, what are the secrets that she knows? She can't ride a bike. That's the secret. Like, that's, a, that's a cute secret. Though. It is a cute secret. Why would she ever ride a bike? You know, it's like, you huh. know, it's like, why would she ever ride a bike? She lives in the wilderness. She she jumps around. Such is the life an adventurer. <laughs> uh, like, I fell in love with her like immediately in the first episode too when she said that line i was like oh i'm gonna enjoy this <laughs> it's like such is the life of an adventurer so I'm precious ah like, oh, it's adorable absolutely precious um but yeah she she fancies herself an adventurer that's what she likes to do um 
And uh, I, I want more of that. I want some more. I would like to see, like, like I said, more character moments, like, uh, like uh, Frida's parents, like maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I like getting, her explored yeah, and getting yeah. a, getting like a little bit, like, hey, like, give your kid a break. Yeah, <laughs> there's, al- there's always that tiger mom mentality that like has that episode of like, hey, give your kid a break. And I was like, <laughs> she's <laughs> like, a child. Yeah, calm she's down, a kid. There was all all that with like the super news and pones in um, uh, King of the Hill. I don't know oh, there. That's yeah, nice. so. Yeah, I remember their last name, Con, <laughs> Con and Connie. I remember their last name. Uh, uh, I'd like but, to see uh, the yeah. teenagers come back. Yeah, teenagers. Uh, yeah. I, I, also, the librarian. Yes, we need to know about the librarian. So there's this background character in the show. Again, go watch the show before listening to the podcast. I don't know if I've made that very clear, but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we haven't spoiled a whole bunch of things. There's lots you can still explore, but the librarian is this woman who like knows so much about the mystical world and like. Hilda's the only one that kind of interacts with her because she's kind of like, uh, she's kind of like not pressuring her, but like a few, like there's a few times where like Hilda's like looking up something magical or wants mm-hmm. to do the magic and she kind of like directs her as like, all right, you want to do that? Like, and come this way. And it's like, but she's always very careful. It's like, why do you want to do this? And it's like typically exactly. to help somebody else. And she's kind of like, all right, well do this, but be careful with it. So she's a witch of some type. Like, you know, she like, she wears like a cloak. Yeah. It's like, she lives in a library. Cool. She has this Finnish accent. I think Finnish. I want to say it's like, it's like Dutch either. or Finnish or some type of accent to her. I love it. I love her accent. Cause it's like, I like accents that I don't recognize. Mm-hmm. Like there's something about it. Cause it's like, Oh, I want to know what that is. So, uh, but it's very Scandi, very Dutch. I feel mm-hmm. something like that. Eastern European, mm-hmm. maybe. So, yeah, like uh, not, not too positive, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's very, very it, 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 very cool the way they like set her up to be yes. something more because uh, like they have witch things like in this there's witch and spells obviously you and can cast spells you can so. cast spells Hilda does it in probably my favorite episode which is the um uh, the field mice uh, episode mm-hmm. uh, I think they're yeah. I forgot what they were called like specifically but yeah like I and uh, tide mice the tide, tide mice. mice yeah because yeah, they come in with they the tide. come in with the tide yeah it's like I love that whole lore and I like kind of looked that up to see if that was a thing mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything online it might still be a thing but mm-hmm. like it might be a very obscure uh, you know very obscure type of type of deal so uh, I had to look up a, a maybe in a library somewhere you know, Ooh, remember a library remember I had to get a librarian and see if they know about it <laughs> uh, but the tide mice are very uh, very interesting so uh, that's a cool episode it's probably my favorite episode of the whole thing it does kind of part back on that whole like Hilda doing a thing that she probably shouldn't do yeah and it's like you should probably know that you shouldn't do this but <laughs> you're a kid so I'll let it go I guess <laughs> so, uh, but yeah uh, that's that's Hilda man and that's what we want to see for next season totally which is working. coming in 2020 uh, which is pretty great I think it's pretty funny that we recorded this a day after the premiere uh, a year <laughs> later uh, a year later a day after the premiere which is really cool um, uh, we'll be doing that uh, I'll be doing this episode this week um, not sure what else uh, is happening in the next weeks maybe uh, because this might be like a filler episode maybe I'm not sure mm-hmm. uh, but we'll see but uh, uh, check out Hilda coming in 2020 go check out Hilda on Netflix right now especially if you have a kid if you have a kid and they haven't watched this yet uh, that's criminal you should definitely <laughs> if you, unless you don't have Netflix if you don't have Netflix that makes sense but if you have Netflix and you want to check this out you're an adult buy yeah, Netflix yeah get Netflix uh, there's lots of stuff for your kid to watch on Netflix, uh, so go check it out and check out Hilda. Hilda's a great show. It's wonderful. It's watch so beautiful. It. It's wonderful. And Everybody it's, should it's perfect it. for fall and winter. So just yes. just do it this 
Exactly. It's true. It is very much, again, earth tones are very, it's very earth tony type of thing. It feels like fall. It feels like winter. Very much in the same scape of, uh, of uh, uh, over the garden wall or anything like that. So uh, that's going to do it, Jay, for our episode on Hilda. Uh, what'd you think? What, what'd you think of, of Hilda overall? I, I give it like a good 8. A good 8 out of 10. I think an 8, eight out of 10 is a good score. I think it's a good score, honestly. 8 out of 10 is a good score for Hilda. I'd probably give, also give it a 9. I've rewatched it more times than I can like really count in a lot of ways. I might give it a 9. Uh, it's a near-perfect show. Uh, I absolutely adore it. Um, that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Uh, Jay? As always, thanks for being on. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to have you. We'll probably do superhero girls and or DuckTales and or something else in the future. Yes. We do need to do superhero girls season one, actually. We so, need to do a lot. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll do that eventually. <laughs> um, we should sit down one day and just record like seven episodes. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> make so, a whole day of it. Make a whole day of it. We'll sit down for like seven. We, we should, I've already done Over the Garden Wall way back when it premiered. I kind of want to do a revisit of Over the Garden Wall. <laughs> like, That'd be nice. Or something. Like, because I want to do... It really deserves it. It does. Like, I love that. And, and, like, again, like, we're getting things like that again. And I think he's even got a show coming out again. Too. Oh, does he? Yeah, I think the creator's got yeah. another show coming out. So. so maybe we'll do an Over the Garden Wall revisit. Like, does it hold up? It does. I, of I course. Can tell you that yeah, now. I know. I watch I, it every I, year. I watch it every, <laughs> I watch it every Halloween. Like, it's like, I know it holds up. Um, but I feel like maybe let's retouch on it again for Halloween. Who knows? Uh, we might we might do that. Um, but yeah, Jay, good to have you on. Always a pleasure. This has been the Animation Destination Co- Podcast. You can check us out at destinationcomics.com slash DNN, animationdestination.com, and on Facebook at Animation Destination, and on Twitter at Animation Pod. You can check us out any of those places, and we'll be back next week. Stay tuned.